just for the few minutes we're going to be here, let's see if we can get some directions for life that create love. Okay, so this experience or this draft is a little bit different and it's a it's an analytical position more than like a personal reference uh, to experience. And I just wanted to get some um, clarity on this concept that we deal with all the time, but it's not put into perspective in this way. Like what you do in a disagreement is crucial to how you transition through life and love and I want to ask a question and see what um, you gather from it okay when whenever you deal with a disagreement of any kind with any person what do you do with three different versions of the truth your version their version and what actually happened <laughs> like you want me to answer this? <laughs> okay. Okay. The reality, BJ, for me is my version is the reality of what happened. Right? right? right. So you can take two of those and make it one. I do, I do know ultimately that while I feel as though my version is the reality of what happened, that they have their own as well. So I can acknowledge that and not go too hard. But ultimately, I am still prone to speak to my experience. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does. And it also introduces what on the cutting room floor I'm going to call this, that, and the third. Mm. Um, it speaks to the perspectives that exist within truth. Mm -hmm. In life, we always acknowledge that more than one thing can be true. Mm -hmm. As well as there being three sides to a story so in my mind I want to attempt to strategize a healthy relationship solution to acknowledging the realities of your partner's feelings while personally being offended so what's the name of this topic this I want to just leave it at this that and the third because it this that and the it third. talks okay. about it talks about like all of the things that you have to deal with in order to get oh. to a healthy resolve, right? I get it. I hear it now. I hear it now. I, I was a little slow. It is early. Yeah. This, that, and the third. <laughs> this, that, this, that, and the third. So, what would you think happened? What they think happened? And the reality of right. what happened. Got it. So, I'm here. It, it makes right. <laughs> it makes me wonder. A lot of things because the way that you answered the way that you answered the question is honestly mm -hmm. how people treat the situation right and yeah it's nothing wrong 
with um it's nothing wrong with like internalizing and being purposeful in your position even when you're hurt like we're not faulting anybody for that but what i often see from my vantage point is so many of us are like the i said what i said type of people nowadays and the truth in that position is most of those people are also dead as wrong half of those times Mm -hmm. and it's cool to it's cool to stand for something but like what do you say about yourself when you're standing in a position and you're wrong and you're not hearing the truth of the person that you're supposed to love and you're supposed to like go through these experiences with like you're totally disregarding what your partner in this life is saying that you did Mm. it has to be an easier way to deal with i said what i said but what are you trying to communicate to me as well it has to be a way to understand both sides of this situation and then when i say when i say what actually happened a lot of times i translate that to be what was the exchange or disagreement between us trying to teach us so it's not like an overall perspective of the two offenses is basically saying like in this moment of me feeling what I feel and you feeling what you feel, what are these energies and positions trying to teach us overall? So I I really want to get to the bottom of how do I love you? Although I'm offended, how do I hear you? Although I'm offended, like we have to get to, some type of resolution in that because I think this is why we have so many people standing on what they said and not realizing that is wrong you know like those people that are like profoundly wrong but they're arrogant in what they're saying (laughs) oh BJ (laughs) um listen um (laughs) The what I ultimately hear and understand, right? Because I I feel like I'm often in that position to where maybe I'm more understanding than the average person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Some of us, you know, just are going to be more understanding, period, right? And it is difficult when you're often there because you know that you're willing to be wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause you're like ultimately, like I'm not fighting to be right. I kind of just want to resolve the issue at hand. So if me not being right gets us closer to a resolution, I'm good on that, right? right. But then you deal with people, other people who are just like, uh, uh-uh, this is what it is. This is what it needs to be. Yeah. And you're kind of like, ooh, how rigid. Right. Wow. Ooh, wow. how closed minded. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like, what can I do with this? Like, you're not giving at all, right? And so ultimately, because of that, I feel like 
me because I know I'm more understanding. I'm already in my patting myself on the back because it's like I'm better than you because you don't see that you're not completely right and you're being closed minded to the other alternatives that's going on right here. Mm-hmm. And it's like then I become them in a sense, right? Because I because I have the ability to be more understanding and because I know it's more to it than than, than they actually are willing to see in that moment. I then become headstrong and cocky, right? So just based on, just based on the fact that they won't see where I'm coming from, I've unintentionally closed them off, right? So now we're both wrong. And Mm. I know this is not the intent of the conversation, but let me, let me just do this for a second so I can show both people where they're coming from, because there's always going to be one who understands that they are not completely right. And then there's uh, the other one that's just like, well, I don't care about nothing else. This is how I feel. This is how I see it. I said what I said. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I feel like the understanding person can't expect this irrational person to all of a sudden become understanding. But then this irrational person can't expect this understanding person to always spend. Wow. So what has to happen, what always happens when there's love involved is you walk away. Not that this discussion remains unresolved. It just means when we've come to this place to where somebody's being irrational and somebody wants to be understanding, Y'all are just going to pick on each other at that point. So you kind of just have to walk away and let it be for that moment and then revisit and argue all over again until one day y'all get to the bottom of why y'all arguing in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is this a constant argument? Why are we always in disagreement in regards to this? What do we both need to see differently? And unfortunately, BJ, now I, I hate, I hate a cop out. I hate a cop out, but for me, unfortunately, as the understanding person, I find myself having to understand that they don't understand. Yeah, I I gather that too. I feel like it's is it's a basic boiling down to you don't know how to honor your truth and respect someone else's truth in the same space yes and one of the things that i learned in as many disagreements i had with multiple people is that respecting someone else's truth is a direct way to effective communication is communication in the moment it's a challenge it is a presented problem that has to at least be addressed on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're learning how to be effective and hands-on in the moment. So, like when you look okay. at when you look at what you feel as though you have to stand on, mm-hmm. you can represent that entirely in your position or point that you're discussing with this person. You don't have to do the, I said what I said, the, you know, the closing them off to resolve. 
you can literally say, well, in my position, this is what it looks like. In my position, this is what I felt like you did. BJ. No, it this makes perfect sense. But I still think you're thinking like an understanding person in regards to an irrational person. And I'm not saying there is no change that they can make. I just know like in those moments, in those heated moments, they're never going to be that rational person that speaks to both truths. So I get I guess I guess what where, where, where we're both coming from while in agreement but in our different perspectives is why why would I put up a fight for them to be something else in that moment? Why not with my understanding understand the inability that they're experiencing to be able to communicate the idea that there's multiple truths they have an inability to do so right is that not okay for you do you want to destroy their inability and make them capable to explain themselves appropriately to where they appease the understanding person yeah to be honest okay (laughs) okay now the listeners y'all gonna have to speak up because there's a portion of me that feels like in your subtle way you are saying i said what i said true i i I do honor that but i'm also shedding light on the need to grow up in arguing okay 100 100 percent but I, I guess what I'm getting is the perspective that you see something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Does it mean that they see something wrong? And in that in that regard, who is right? Will we ever is the reality of the situation ever visible? Is the question that should be asked. Because the reality is sometimes that's never touched only in like some mastery communication <laughs> class it's like maybe me and you bj mm-hmm. when we talk <laughs> maybe we get to see the reality of the situation our side and your side but do i think that is the the average everyday conversation with people who don't care about communication as much as we do Mm. I get it. I really do. And I think I think I'm more so stuck on the improvement, the improvement. The raising the standard. Yeah, like I don't want you to think that your irrational behavior is okay. Mm-hmm. Despite what the problem <laughs> may be. You know, like I know okay. I know on the surface is is very much a easily understood thing that that person is more likely not to adjust well in the Mm -hmm. confrontation right but what also happens for me in this moment is I realize that when I disagree with the person and Mm -hmm. maybe this is just me you know I'm focused on me this whole process I ain't Mm -hmm. talking about nobody but myself when I get mad 
or when somebody pissed mm-hmm. me off, I already analyze your position and how you play your position in my pissivity. I'll tell myself, <laughs> this is what I feel like you knew you were doing when you did that. So if I can see that far, now this is me holding myself accountable because I'm the one pissed, right? 100. And even in me being pissed, I feel like I can see into your position in the problem. So that tells me I have compassion for you. I can see you in my own frustration. So why not allow myself to learn you better in the frustration? I'm still giving you room. I'm still giving you space and opportunity to explain yourself because I already feel like I know why you did what you did. So why not be open-minded to the possibilities that, well, you really don't realize that even be, even while being mad, like you still thinking for him, that might be the problem. I might be thinking for her. That might be the problem. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like that very well may be the problem. So this, mm-hmm. like, so this perspective that I'm trying to pull out of this conversation is honoring both of those things, the way that it feels, the way that it can possibly change. And what are we supposed to learn from this? Like there's there's this idea that because you're irrational, I have to let you behave that way and not be accountable for what I'm feeling. This is how this is how your position is supposed to. This is what I said. What I said is supposed to look like when you're in the conversation. It's like, okay, I still want you to care about what I'm saying. I still want you to understand something other than what you feel you don't have to be you don't have to like stifle the growth by just saying well i put it on the table that's what it is you do with that what you want you don't have to be that but you can still stand up for yourself while being open-minded to this person's irrationale if you will like you can hear that and try to make some sense of it i have a question Mm -hmm when you feel like the conversation is one-sided and you don't feel like um the other person is heard do you do you do you realize like that's possibly just a perception you know like sometimes i feel like um when there's an argument the person that's kind of the irrational one or sounds like the irrational one they are just having a hard time in that moment coping with the reality that they now see. And it sounds like they're being dismissive, but in actuality, they heard you loud and clear. And that's why you have this brash reaction of, I said what I said, because they don't want to be wrong in that moment. And I know we're asking and calling them to be better and honor what's being said in that moment. But I also have to speak to the reality of the inability and it's not saying that they're not trying. It's just that they really can't. Um, mm. They don't. They can't. It's not a muscle. It's not um, a cell to be a gene <laughs> to be something. 
they can actually do like I, when I when I'm speaking to this, I'm not really trying to be funny. I'm 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 really trying to be the understanding person that understands that some people just aren't capable. But even in those moments of like a brash response, they they have heard you. They may not act like they receive what you said, but sometimes that abrupt response is confirmation that they heard you, right? And so then I feel like we can't, as reasonable people, feel like things need to be said a certain way for us to be confirmed as received, right? We kind of have to, this is me, um, I kind of have to allow that that time to decompress and see my voice being shown in their actions after the fact. Like to see the reception of what I spoke in that moment being shown after the fact by their actions. Because a lot of times that's what I've experienced. Just a little look into my day to day. Um me and my husband are two different people, mm-hmm. right? We the the way I see things and the way he sees things, two different things. Right? How do how does one like me get heard? I say what I need to say. But I remove the reaction or the response to what I said. I don't need I don't need his reception to look anyway. I don't need to I don't need the confirmation in that moment. But what I get is the confirmation after the fact. So maybe that's patience on my behalf. And so maybe that's something to consider. Patience. Mm-hmm. Not seeing your confirmation of being heard in that moment. But waiting a bit to see it in their actions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, patience for me looks different where I am now because patience is sometimes the the outcome to expectation. I try not mm-hmm. to I try not to focus on what I expect as much. So I sometimes I'll I'll use patience if I know that what I'm waiting on is something I actually deserve, but then in other instances mm-hmm. I use grace to where I'm not expecting anything in return, I, I just choose to make a more responsible decision to not exhaust the emotional capacity that I have for this issue. So it's like you can mm-hmm. you can just have that moment. I'm gonna let you live with that. That's cool. But mm-hmm. what um what is triggering me is the fact that like in understanding people to be irrational and brash and all of those words that we used in the previous examples I realized Mm -hmm. too that it's easy to understand that position but it's also easy to discard them too when they don't hear us loud and clear now when we say loud Mm -hmm. and clear it's, it's basically trying to give understanding to precise comprehension Mm -hmm. but when i hear loud and clear now that means that you're boldly and intentionally 
trying to treat me better. Right. So my position with loud and clear, like just because you raising your voice and all of that, that's all good and fine. But loud and clear for me means you're going to intentionally change the way that you handle me in real time. Right. And I don't think that that I don't think that that connects as much when we talk about the communication, because like you may not feel any of what I'm feeling in this moment of truth between us. Like you might feel right. like, no, nah, you burnt it. And I might say, no, nah, it's Cajun style. You know, like you looking at it different. <laughs> you looking at the shit, you know, and I'm sorry. what actually happens is when we taste the shit. Is it going to taste burnt right. or is it going to taste Cajun? When right. it tastes burnt, are you going to apologize to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where we at. It's right. Like, but see, but I think what this is. Okay. The conversation is this, that, and the third, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing that we've been doing is this, that, and the third. BJ, don't you see? Like, your whole approach to wanting them to do something different is this, that, and the third. Because it's really not this, that, and the third. It's really like this, that, and the third. Her, this, that, and the third. Him, this, that, and the third. The reality, right? Wow. It's almost nine different things, okay? <laughs> Just to be clear. Because when you said it's not Bernie's Cajun, and I'm like, well, define your version of Cajun. Like, am I listening? And I'm going to taste it. Is it a flavor? Is it a texture? Like, which one? You know, like, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> which one, friend? Let me know. Cause, <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's really, I'm telling you, it's so many things. And so for you, a part of, a part of the issue with the conflicts and the argument is presentation. How is it presented to you? Because if they don't present it to you in a way that you feel like is something that they actually want you to eat, if you will, since we talk about Cajun, then you're going to have a problem with the fact that they put it on your plate. Right. Mm. So it's so honestly, it takes away from what is being said and how they said it. So it doesn't even matter that they're saying I said what I said. If they presented it poorly, they might as well said zero. Oh, you got a point there. Because for right, you, right. because for you, it's all about presentation. And if in your particular case, they can master the presentation, y'all don't have issues. Mm, you're right. Whoever's you're right. bringing you something. Right, right. Because I look at how. Y'all don't got one. I look yeah. at how we. Go ahead. How we debate with. um the opposite sex and we say you know Mm -hmm. we'll say like you know communication i feel i feel like in this day and age we have social anxiety Mm -hmm. there is a reality to us and with us as people that there are times when i don't need or require your energy there Mm -hmm. are times when I don't have anything to say to you. And what we'll do, what we'll do with that is we'll become manipulative. We'll say, well, if you ain't called me all day, you must not 
you must not want to communicate you must not want this you must not want that and it's like in this moment you're absolutely right i don't want it but that doesn't represent what i feel for you entirely i i want a moment right. to myself like we look at so many of our truths as the end all be all and it's not it's not as final as your feelings you know, in those moments when you realize for yourself, like the example, okay, we'll say this is Cajun. It's supposed to be a certain level of brown. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be like this rich texture to it. And yeah, it might it might be that for you, right? I totally understand that. But in this instance, you overcooked it, right? Two things could mm -hmm. be true in this moment okay yes, you cooked right. this cajun shit too long and the outcome is i think you surpassed your, your case yeah you surpassed it's it burnt. it's burnt at this point you know like when we get when we cut into this thing and we really experience this thing together you know we sit mm -hmm. at the table still and eat this burnt shit you cook are you going to acknowledge that when we when we all get to hear that first smack because we're trying to process what's in our mouth, it, it tastes a little funny. Are you going to say, you know what, you're right when we cut into this for for the process that we got to go through? Because, you know, when you when you got that that heavy hand cook that put too much salt and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, naturally, you don't feel like your hand is that heavy because it's your hand. Right. But when everybody is like choking and reaching for warm water to drink, are you going to honor? OK, let me let me use a measuring cup the next time. Like, yeah, you you sometimes have to live with your truth, but you also have to respect the, you have to respect other people's truth, too. One hundred percent. But in doing so with this, that and the third. Because now I see it clearly and how complicated it is to see other people's truth. You still judging the food on its color and texture and now flavor when all they did was try to produce love. But now y'all got to have a conversation on what they actually presented. Mm, mm. I like it. I like it. I like where it's going because I mm -hmm. still get to stand on what I said. I still get to be. I still get to be potentially wrong and right at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. 100%. Oh, okay. I love the notes. You see how we had to record them? <laughs> <laughs> the notes are everything. Oh, are man. everything. Oh, man. Okay. So <laughs> I got a lot to sit with with this one because yes. mm -hmm. like the third for me is like the final like the way that we mm -hmm. structure our conversations now is like we go to you know we go one maybe two good runs and then we try to like finalize in the third but the thing about the third is it's like it's it's beyond truth it's mm -hmm. responsibility mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's it's beyond what your experiences tell you it's the responsibility mm -hmm. you take to the lesson you know so like right. i want to get to that point with this process but I, it might take a while because we got to mm -hmm. kind of iron out 
all the I never really even thought that one person could have three perspectives mm-hmm. within their reaction, within their experience, and then mm-hmm. the outcome. So it's it's a lot. All right. All right. It, it's a lot. It, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, oh, as you can see, as you can see, here we are again with a rough draft in our note process. <sighs> this is why we had to do it like this. So. If y'all could just imagine for us the first round, all this stuff was on the other end. Y'all never knew anything about it. Y'all just got the conversations we presented. But on the back side of it, it was all of this mm-hmm. in notes, typed out, back and forth, day after day after day after day. Right? <laughs> yeah, and you never get a third. And you never of got it, it in the conversation. Never. Never. And it's like so, sometimes I feel like I want to like kind of like go back and revisit some of those conversations with this like this perspective because and and we very well could we very well could we could possibly draw you know like put all the titles in the um basket and at the top of the week or something mm-hmm. say go revisit this episode yeah we could because it'll feel different mm-hmm. it'll feel different here <laughs> than it mm-hmm. did. Because, like, I, I still got, like, tons of episodes in my mind that mm-hmm. I've even done in my own personal podcast that I want to revisit with this perspective of mm-hmm. let's just take let's just take our artillery off the table. Because usually when mm-hmm. you when you load up your rounds in like the structure that you typically use, it's like you're in defense. You know, you have mm-hmm. you have your argument down on paper. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like I see it what I see it in that in that way. But mm-hmm. cleaning the table off and just saying, hey, it's just me and you sitting here. There's nothing for us to use against each other. All we can do is talk. You know, mm-hmm. it's so fresh and it's it's honest and it and it's it's compassionate to me. You know, mm-hmm. so I like this a lot more. So, yeah, we can definitely go back to some of the um, conversations, although very good stuff. Like what mm-hmm. was produced is still top tier conversations <laughs> um, for you all to go back and listen to. But, um, yeah, I'm going to sit with this and so many other things that we um, have on the table and figure this thing out. I got a yeah. lot to go over in this. Well, one. all right, guys. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. This, I hope it's as much as it is for us as it is for you. Like, this is so crazy, so fun. I just, you know what? It's early in the morning and I'm excited. So <laughs> that says a lot. Um, <laughs> thank y'all for listening. Thank you again, BJ, for this process Absolutely. and agreeing to I it. really appreciate and this. Until next time. All right, y'all. See you. Bye-bye. Tune in next time to see who gets love from BJ and Crystal Clear.